listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 11th of May 2021. Later, the super gender disparity, but first to the Australian share market. And after a record close yesterday, a reality check today, the 200 down by 1.1% to 7,097. It was brought down by the technology sector and that's because of inflation fees, one by record government stimulus. Secondly, by surging commodity prices, which we'll tell you about in a few moments' time. And that means we are seeing a continued rotation out of growth stocks into perceived value stocks. In the US, we saw that with a technology-based NASDAQ off by 2.5% overnight. The best example here in Australia is by looking at the bottom three stocks on the 200 today, and they include buy now, pay later companies Zip and Afterpay, and online marketplace Redbubble. Zip shares fell 9% today, but since its record earlier this year, shares are down 53%. Afterpay down 8.7% today, shares are down 44% so far this year, and Redbubble down 8.2% today, but shares from its record high down 51%. So the losses, though, they were across the board today. BHP down 0.7%, Rio down 1.7%. They did hit a record high yesterday, and the banks were broadly weaker, despite some of the banks trading ex-dividend. So for more, I spoke earlier with Martin Lakos from Macquarie Private Bank. Martin, the market's down today. Why? Yeah, we pretty much for most of our trading day, we're down a, a, bit, a touch over 1%. And largely, we saw a sell-off in the US tech sector, down over 2%. And that follow through also came through in the Asian markets with Hong Kong and the Japanese market also down about 2%. And it's largely around some concerns around inflation. There's absolutely no doubt that commodity prices are rising and we are seeing some shortages taking place. But the real big picture is more about the labour markets around the world and there's plenty of spare capacity. So wages growth is not a threat and therefore, we don't think it's, uh, you know, inflation is an issue at this point in time. But you can't ignore that markets are getting concerned by this. And that's uh, we're probably going to see some increased volatility. But we think any correction in markets is going to be quite shallow, both because we've got low interest rates around the world, uh, relatively low inflation is what's our, our view. And also we've got strong earnings recovery taking place uh, right around the world. And including we should see that uh, quite visible in our reporting season that comes through in August of this year. So are investors positioning themselves for possibly stronger inflation, especially out of the US? And what does that mean? Well, you know, to some extent, uh, there's a level at where inflation is, which is actually good because it's really showing that the, uh, the economies are recovering. And of course, what markets have been running on has been this reflation trade, seeing government spending to support uh, jobs and households and businesses. And that looks like it's continuing. Not only here in Australia, we're going to find out more about that tonight from our budget. But in the US, you've got the Biden administration with a $6 trillion spending plan, should some or most of that get through uh, the House uh, or Congress. Equally so, you've got interest rates very, very low, which again is trying to support growth. So this reflation story is not over yet. Finally, iron ore exports rising to a record $14 billion in March. The price of iron ore has surged around 20% in the past week alone. How important is this for both the share market and for the government? Uh, Very important for both. Uh, The the increasing uh, exports and production of iron ore into Asia, particularly notably China and and India, is uh, is very important to our national income because that has a trickle-down effect to the economy, which is clearly good news. Obviously, very good news for the likes of BHP, Rio and Fortescue. 
generating strong cash flows, which means they can reinvest in their businesses. And in fact, that sector is one of the strongest sectors in regards to job vacancies at the moment. So again, there's all those positive components about the uh, the iron ore price that is helping to recover. And one of the reasons why the iron ore price is running as hard as it is, it's in big demand. And while we've got Brazil with still having production issues, Australia is in a prime position at this stage. We've also got steel mills in Asia improving their emissions standards and certainly improving their, uh, their capacity. And so demand for iron ore remains pretty strong. Martin Lacos there from Macquarie. From the share market to superannuation and industry, Super Australia says women are retiring with almost one third less super than men. So what can be done about it? Earlier, Dom Vukovic spoke with Georgia Brumby from Industry Super Australia. There is a disparity. What's the impact of that on, on women and the community in general? Yeah, so our analysis shows that women around the country are retiring with about $60,000 less in their super account compared to men. So on average, that's about a third less that they have in their accounts. So this is pretty shocking and it has a real impact on the quality of their life in retirement. So we're talking about the difference between a nice retirement of, you know, trips to see the grandchildren, the occasional dinner out, compared to one of literally living week by week, struggling to get by on the pension. This is a really dire reality that some women are facing. And tell us a bit, give us a bit of background uh, as to why this problem has arisen. Why is there such a disparity? So we typically see the gender super gap start to emerge around when women are in their late 20s into their early 30s, and that coincides with the time that they often take out of work for, to have children. So it's that time out of the workforce doing that unpaid caring work when they're missing out on vital super contributions that really has an impact on how much they have in their account compared to men. And we see that compound over their life and blow out to the point that by the time we hit retirement, women are just retiring with $60,000 to $100,000, in some cases, less in their super than men. What are you calling for? What is your organisation calling for the government to do uh, in this year's budget? Yep. So the federal budget is an opportunity for the government to show it is serious about fixing this gender super gap. We'd like to see the government commit to paying super on every dollar earned, including paid parental leave. If they don't and they fail to deliver on that commitment, they really will be turning their backs on a generation of women and leaving them at risk to retire in poverty. Paying super on paid parental leave is a really good start, as well as abolishing an outdated threshold that means women don't receive contributions on um, their work unless they earn a certain amount. So absolutely, this would be a really good start from the government and show that they're more than just talk, that they're willing to actually put their money where their mouth is and stand up for women and the quality of their retirements. But absolutely, there is more to be done. Um, this, the root of this as well goes to issues such as workplace, workplace participation, the gender pay gap, and I think the government really has its work cut out for them to fix some of these issues. Georgia Brumby there from Industry Super Australia. Tomorrow it's all about the federal budget, what it means for the economy or says about the economy, and we'll also take a look at uh, what the investment opportunities are on the share market as a result of what's in the budget. You can follow me at Business Ricardo at Twitter and Instagram. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. 
It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decisions.